You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The tremendous football Thursday edition of You Better You Bet rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, great to be here with you on the BetQL Network. 60 more minutes for us today on Stadium, but two more hours of the show. And over the course of the next 60 minutes, Joey Kanish, baby, he stops by in 20 minutes. Kanish will give us bets for the NFL this weekend and for college football bowl games. We look forward to that. And uh, otherwise, we're going to talk a lot of NFL awards here. We'll get the Defensive Player of the Year, which continues to be and has been for the entire season, uh, a three-man race. We will get a three-man race. And we'll talk some Offensive Rookie of the Year as well. Is, is it possible that C.J. Stroud could be caught in this market? You know, if he, like, doesn't play in games, he's does, unlikely to play this Sunday against the Cleveland Browns. We'll give you a little bit of on that. We'll get the comeback player of the year and coach of the year as we move along as well. Power Hour, final hour. We'll feature all our bets for tonight. NBA, college hoops, National Hockey League, side total and props with the Rams and the Saints. But for now, Jake, please bring the music back up and let's continue our conversation here on NFL Awards. As we, we're on a war tour, as we stand on the precipice of week, week, week 16 in the NFL. Easy for me to say. All right, Ken, defensive player of the year, the same three players atop the betting market. Micah Parsons, Miles Garrett, TJ Watt. Our prices this week, Parsons, even money favorite, plus 100. It's interesting because they just got steamrolled by Buffalo. Miles Garrett, second choice, plus 155. And TJ Watt of your Pittsburgh Steelers, plus 400. There are other players obviously listed, like Deron Bland and Josh Allen of the Jaguars and Daniel Hunter and Nick Bosa, Max Crosby, Aiden Hutchinson, etc. But really, it's a three-man race. How do we handicap it now, Ken, as we approach Week 16 with uh, Parsons, Garrett, and Watt? I mean, this this got really weird, right? Let's be honest. Like, this got, this got really weird. And what I mean by that is they all stopped doing stuff. And I know Watt ended up having a pretty good game uh, in the non-concussion game. But, like, you know, production, all three players, the production was through the roof from, like, a raw output standpoint, sacks, and then kind of plateaued, especially for Parsons and for Garrett. Garrett got injured, obviously, uh, hurt his shoulder, but he's still playing. And it's really kind of, like, mangled up, like, how you're, how you're supposed to think about this, because now you're like, all right, like where every week you just go like where where are we this week with this like and it's uh, you know we don't obviously have any reliable polling as we go throughout we I think know with absolute certainty that Garrett was ahead at the midway point we don't know by how much obviously there's no like formal poll conducted and we wait for the Tom Pelissero executive poll that actually came out on this exact day last year the Thursday uh, before whatever the third to last week of the year. Uh, no such poll release today. I would imagine that's a tomorrow or next, probably a next week thing, get it on the middle of the week. And maybe that can provide some, like, honestly, here's the market that's dying for clarity about, okay, you have these three great players. 
all three play basically the same position. They've all accumulated about the same number of raw stats. Watt leads the three in sacks, but his team's the worst, and team success is a driving part of this. It's like it has to be a part of the handicap. Dying for clarity. It's a very subjective conversation, and the people that are going to be subjective, we have no idea how they feel. That makes it really tough to bet. Um, do I disagree with the order even? A little bit. We're sure Parsons is ahead. Is anybody sure about that? I'm not. Uh, I, if I had to just guess who is the most likely winner of the award right now, Garrett. And I, it's honestly because no one has yet built a big enough lead over him, which I think overcomes at the midway point that, that people want him to win. Uh, he plays on a team that is now very likely to make the postseason. That's why these Flacco wins the last couple of weeks were like enormous for his candidacy as Mitch Trubisky is like driving the Steelers playoff hopes into the cemetery. Like it's just, you know, Miles Garrett's getting Joe Flacco to lead him back from these games. That's going to matter. Even if you're like, well, that's unfair. Like TJ Watts do it a lot. No one cares. Like no one cares. Like, did you make can the I, playoffs? Yes or no? Who has a better record? Can I ask you this? Because it's just yeah. like. You know, it's like we follow a lot of the same people on Twitter, like a lot of NFL writers, people in the NFL media. I know people that vote on these awards. Doesn't it feel and like you said you feel like Garrett's ahead? I agree. I guess my question to you would be, I and you pay closer attention to the stuff than me, so you'll have a better answer than me. It feels to me like Garrett's like ahead by a good amount. Like so you know, I, what, you I know think it's funny. Curious if you agree with that. Like how far ahead do you think he is? Because subjectively well, to me, it I'll feels like he's better. like way ahead. Yeah. I'll go one better. And this is, this is, it's me being subjective with a subjective, what's going to end up being a subjective award anyway. Uh, it feels like everybody wants to give him the award. Not even because he's the best. Just feels like everybody wants him to get one. He hasn't gotten one yet. TJ Watt got one already. Parsons will get whatever, seven of them in the next few years. Uh, and it will be an overwhelming favorite next year in the market, even if he doesn't win again. It's just like, if they're, I guess the, the, the question I would just ask is like, if they're close at the end, now, maybe Garrett just continues to have a lack of production, like almost got Justin Fields on the ground last week. Kevin Stefanski, uh, we talked about this earlier this week, as part of his like media availability earlier in the week, gave like a two-minute answer on why Garrett should be defensive player of the year, that it can't be all about sacks. Like, look at how he impacts the run game. Look at all this. I'm not going to make it. It's held on every Stefanski play. Did. Right. Well, you could say that about all three players, I guess. But to be fair, like, but Stefanski made that impassioned case, I think because... The, the sack production hasn't been there from Garrett, but he's still been an impactful player, and Stefanski wanted to emphasize that. So all I would say is, like, I think if it's close at the end... Now, look, if Watt has, like, 25 sacks and the other two don't do a lot the rest of the year and the Steelers go 9-8 and eight or something like that, then, like, you pro like Watt probably wins just because he'll be... Like, you, you almost, like he will make it impossible to make it subjective. Like it can't, it has to be, has to be objective. Look at the numbers. Like that's what, that he has the chance to do that, but he's the only one that has to do that. If it's close, the other two can just win because the Cowboys are the best team or Garrett wins because everybody wants to give it to him. Like it won't be, like people are gonna be like, well, what is like a half more sack or he has one more sack. I don't think people are gonna care. I honestly don't think they'll care. I think the perception is the Browns have like one of the best defenses. And if it's really close, I think subjectively they'll give it to Garrett, but it has to be close. And that means that he has to be kind of productive the next couple of weeks. Like he has to build some kind of statistical case. So basically it's kind of like Tyreek Hill, right? Uh, do I think he can win offensive player of the year? I don't know. You think he's going to play this weekend? How many yards do you think he's going to have? You answer those questions and you feel like you have a really good read on it, then you could probably answer who wins offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year. I don't think Miles Garrett's going to get any sacks the rest of the year. Like any. Okay. If you think he's going to get a couple, I think he's going to win. I don't know if he's going to get a couple though. <laughs> so like, I can't, I can't bet the market until I know, you know, like what's going on here. My hope is honestly, is that he would have like a mildly productive game. They beat Houston. 
he gets like a sack and neither of the other two guys like goes off and we get like at least a similar market to this next week maybe he and parsons flip but you still get even and then like basically i want to get as close to the finish line as possible where i feel like he's got it and jam him like that's what i'd like to do and i can't do that yet there's too many games left to do that and and obviously so one week from today so this is not a weekend game next weekend one week from today thursday night football you want to talk about served up on a silver platter for miles garrett to go off yeah. island game new york jets offensive line and like potentially trevor simeon or zach wilson as the quarterback in that game one of those two guys yeah. with miles garrett that's the game next fair, thursday night too. this weekend too if stroud doesn't play in the game but at least I mean, like the Texans are the Texans are like the Jets are like incompetent. I understand smart. what you're saying. It's not Stroud, yeah. like it's Keenum. It's like he should be able right. like to do something. But like I mean, God, man, <laughs> roll. Like I almost cursed. I almost cursed. Well, to be, now. To be like, fair, we had roll it out the there Patriots. Wild against the Patriots against whatever kicked in the head. Ain't that a kick in the head? Like it just. I mean, really, I. You know, these things can fall apart. So yeah, like they're a ton of uncertainty. Uh, the best opinion I can give you. And I've always said, like, there's just, I don't know if there's a lot of money to be made in this market yet. Two things are going to end up creating a betting situation. One, Pelissero executive poll tomorrow or next week. If Garrett's way far ahead, you could probably bet this price confidently, whether he does anything against Houston or not. Uh, it's like Bosa then, last year, right? If that happens right, for the people was, that are, like, unfamiliar was, with that. Right. This was the the week that we found out last year that not only was Bosa ahead of Micah Parsons, Bosa was, like, light years ahead of Micah Parsons. got, like, every vote for defensive player of the year. And he was like minus 120 in the market to win defensive player. Like I almost had, like basically couldn't lose almost at that point. Like it was very, very close to the finish line. Could you end up getting a similar set of results? If if I had to guess, like if one of the three was far ahead in that poll, who would it be? Garrett's the only answer to the question. There's no way the other two are far ahead. It's like not possible, I feel like. Um, and if it's Parsons and he's far ahead, so be it. I would never view the market that way. So it's really like, do you want to bet Garrett? Not yet. When do you want to executive poll combined with performance this weekend? And it's probably a next week conversation, but I, there might be a big bet looming here if the market has it close, but we find out that maybe it's not close. There's nearly like, there's nothing else to do here. I'm trying to think of like, what's a good, no. what's a good follow up here. That's it, right? Let's do offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, we're good. That's next good. This you might better... be a great conversation next week. We're close enough, like, cause this is the thing. We're close enough to the finish line next week, two games left that if we got like great polling data, you could make a bet off it and feel really good. Like that where we were entering next weekend's games is where we were going to finish. You could feel pretty good about that. Who um who would you support? They like went like head to head in like a UFC fight. Tom Pelissero or Tim Bontemps? Pelissero v Bontemps. Like who is better? Like who is more important never, for, I for placing bets? I don't even know. Uh, I don't know what they're like. D dimensions are like what are their like i've seen no more like who would you support like that. who would you root for like oh, bontemps or pelicero well like tim bontemps might come on the show so i guess it has to be tim bontemps right i'll pick tim bontemps for right now i i think the pel i'll i'll I, the, it's the the person i want to survive is the person that i gain the most from selfishly I think I gain more from Pelissero's poll than I do from Bontemps' straw polls. But the NBA is so, I'm sorry, NBA is so easy to figure out MVP. It's the easiest award, like, on, it's, the only thing that's easier is those baseball awards where, like, highest war wins, and yet somehow we, the market botches it every single year and we make money on it. Uh, at, like, NBA MVP is so slow and easy, and NFL awards are all over the place. They're, they're just frenetic and being able to get clarity on them is extremely valuable.
You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Thursday. Joey Kanish joins us in 10 minutes. Football bets for the weekend, NFL and college. Uh, power hour, final hour. We'll feature all our bets for tonight. All right. Um, at offensive Rookie of the Year is an award market that we have not talked about for several weeks here, at least in, in this in this portion of the show on Thursdays when we, when we talk about awards. And that's because C.J. Stroud has been such an overwhelming favorite that literally at BetMGM, our show sponsor, like you can't bet on this award anymore because Stroud has been such a huge favorite. Now, obviously, Stroud hasn't played. Well, I guess like if he misses this week, he will have missed two straight games. But he missed last week's game for the Texans and they win the game. Obviously, not that that matters. I'm just saying poorly, they win. Jeff. That one like barely and, counts and, as a and, game. It's knocked out of and, the game. Prior to getting hurt against the Jets and getting concussed in that game by Quentin Williams, uh, was not playing well in the rain without a couple of his top targets in the uh, in the passing game. And uh, per Adam Schefter's reporting earlier this week, along with ESPN reporters, um, I, DJ Benami, I think is the gentleman's name, and I feel like I I, I in my head I feel like I'm going to screw up the pronunciation name of the name, but I'm pretty sure that's awesome. who it is. It looks yes. like the it looks like the coolest name ever. I have no idea how to pronounce it. It seems like a very nice guy. Yeah. It might be like. Like, my favorite clothing brand is his brand, Ime Leondor, and I think it might be Ime is his last name. I think that might be, oh, okay. like, Ben Ime, something like that. In any event, he covers the Texans for ESPN, and him and Adam Schefter reported earlier this week that Trout's very unlikely to play. The betting market tells you that also, right? With Cleveland, like, a, almost like a three-point fade. Maybe it is three at this point now. Nico Collins is expected to play this weekend for the Texans. Um, and with, kind of like, Stroud missing at least one game, maybe, maybe two, Ken, you had mentioned, um, I think it was yesterday or... Yeah, it had to have been yesterday because we were off on Tuesday. Yay us. That uh, that some people were betting Puka Nakua of the Rams to an offensive rookie of the year. So, like, I, I'm not going to give a price here because our show sponsor, BetMGM's not offering it right now. I know that, like, Mike has found one, I guess, from one of the uh, one of the books. The one I was looking There's at is not offering MGMs. it. Maybe it's, like, Nevada or something, whatever. Great. Like, they, they have it up and nobody else does. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about, like, minus 10,000 or around there uh, and people like people are like oh it's minus five thousand there's like almost no difference between those two prices in terms of like the implied win probability for stroud so in the in the market this is still like a zero kind of but just to, to give you kind of like a, a a minute here on how this might go um it just we gave you like an if then on offensive player of the year does tyreek play how effective do you think he is uh if you have a strong answer to that question a confident answer to that question you want to bet that market defensive player of the year you think garrett can put up some level of reasonable production for a couple weeks, then I think he wins, but we don't know if he's going to do that. He's playing with an injury. If then, uh, in terms of betting that market, maybe not an opportunity. This one, I think it's the same thing. Do you think he's going to come back by the end of the year, him being Stroud? If you think he misses every game the rest of the season, then this market starts to actually get pretty interesting, but he has to never play again. Because then it's like, you know, miss four and a half because he gets knocked out against the Jets. Like that starts to become a big sample. Recency bias is big in awards. But like, do either of us think he's never coming back? And I even well, mean like if a, he comes back and plays concussion. against the Colts. Right. Like yeah. it's it, like it's not like it's not like a knee injury. And like I, I, I mean. am not I'm not trying right. to minimize head injuries, obviously, but it's like we right. haven't seen that from a quarterback, like missing that much time right. from a concussion. I right. guess like two I mean, last two year, but he was back. multiple concussions. That was yeah, multiple. Right. Like that's not this right. right now. But on the first one, I mean, the first one he came. Well, we we know what happened with him, uh, and then he took jujitsu classes. So like, I, just my sense of this is we'll see Stroud. May, we probably won't see him this week, but we'll probably see him next week. And if we don't, uh, they play Tennessee again in a rematch of the crazy game last week, and then. If we don't see him, then we see him in week 18 playing in those games and even like an average performance, I think makes this a total zero still. You'd have to be confident this is like a rest of season thing. I feel like Tibet Nakua. That's just my opinion on it. On the other side, Joey Kanish. 
baby. Pro Sports Better joins us. Bets for the NFL and college football bowl games. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Now imagine for a second, Christmas Eve, presents under the tree, family asleep, just sitting down there in the living room, fireplace roaring, feet up, getting ready for the big day. And then sliding down the chimney, not good old St. Nick. But here's Kanishi Claus, Joey Kanish, dressed like Santa Claus, with a sack hung over his back. And there aren't presents in the sack. Maybe it's just a you sack. You know what's in it? Yeah. You know what's in it? We'll leave that up to your imagination. Uh, We'll get back to NFL awards coming up in 20 minutes. We look forward to that power hour, final hour, all our bets for tonight. But look, it's, it's, it's the holiday season. So had to welcome in our guy, Joey Kanish to the show. Kanishi Claus. The presents are going to be winning bets for this weekend in college football and the national football league. Kanish is on Twitter at Joey Kanish 22 professional sports better and does great work for our friends over at the hammer at the hammer HQ. Kanish, welcome back to the show. What a jerk, by the way. All the money that we pay you to come on every week and you missed a week during football season. What the, Where are your priorities at? Uh, great to have bounce. you back on the show. Uh, Merry early Christmas to you and the family. Happy holidays. How's it going? Gentlemen, uh, oh, Kanishi Claus is here. No place. I'd rather be on a Thursday two weeks of uh, presents and takes ready to go here. Good to be back. Happy holidays to you and yours and uh, ready to talk a little ball, baby. Yeah, I didn't have you on last week. I definitely want to ask you about college football playoff semifinals, some of your favorite bull bets. We'll do the Lions. You know, we could do NFL MVP and you could say Brock Purdy's a certainty, whatever you want to do. Why don't we just start though, Kanish? I always think this stuff's kind of interesting. Like the life of kind of like either a, like a semi-professional or a professional better. You know, because like Nick and I work in television. We tell people all the time, Look like it seems like an awesome job. Also, you work Thanksgiving, you work Christmas, you work every weekend, you work every night. Like it's a great job. Also, you do those things. Like what? What's Christmas like for you? Like are you are you still like at the odds screen? Like heavily like betting like NBA quarter totals and stuff. Do you take the day off every year? Do you take Christmas off? What about when there's NFL? Like what about Christmas for somebody who bets as seriously as you do? Well, Locke, uh, this year Santa has blessed me with, uh, actually on Christmas Day, driving three hours to my girlfriend's family's house in Indiana, um, spending the day in the, the, the boons of, of Indiana, and then driving back. So uh, I know that probably wasn't the, the, you know, the, the romantic answer that you're looking for, and <laughs> it's not really the Christmas that Kenesha Claus is looking for, but... Guess what? That's what you got to do, uh, you know, to, to keep things rolling. So I will be working this weekend and all part of that. But actually on Christmas Day, um, if you see a guy, you know, walking through the fields of uh, rural Indiana questioning his life choices, uh, stop by and say hi. Have you um, have you met her family yet or is this the first time? No, uh, we have met yet. I've been to uh, the the the. the the Great Plains of, of, of Indiana a few times. How, well, oh, no, yes, 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 yes. We get it. Yes, the Great Plains. We understand. What was the um? What was the meeting like? Because, like, listen, like, 
you're you're kind of like me in this sense, right? We're both like really high energy. I think people are like, whoa, and like and and couple the betting in, right? How how did that first meeting go? Like, and you can be honest here, you're amongst friends, just the three of us, not the audience, or maybe they're here too. Do do you think they like you? Be honest. I think they do. I will say there's definitely a difference between uh, what I would call more, you know, country, rural people and Joey K. And, and also How do you pronounce Nikki that K. word? Can you just, can it, you just wait, pronounce that word quickly? Is that quickly? the country for Nebraska? Is that yes, the yes. So, Kanish, pronounce the word that is spelled R-U-R-A-L. Rural. Rural people. <laughs> rural people. <laughs> I you know, like Matt Rule. Please, please continue with what you were saying calls. about the yeah. difference between Joe E.K. and Nick E.K., et cetera, and then we'll get to the bets. <laughs> no, and that's what I say. The city people, the high-energy people, and then some of the country folk also, you know, the spread isn't exactly what, you know, if, if we were cooking in my house, they were in a car. They're very nice, very nice people at the same time. Um not the, not the, I, I won't be, you know, getting get a plot of land next to him and, uh, you know, put, put some crops out, if you know what I'm saying. Well, well, I'll tell you this. I didn't think I'd ever live in Staten Island, and here I am. So, can this, yeah. that keeps going well for you. Isn't then, it like, funny how that, I, isn't it funny it, how that works? Oh, I'll never be there. we calling you from the cornfield next. Is there even cornfields oh, in Indiana? Ha- happy oh, wife, happy life, man. That's just kind of how this goes, Ken. Yeah. So, if you're, uh, if you're around the, the dinner table on Christmas in uh, rural Indiana, and, uh, and they go, they go, hey, man, hey, Joe, what, uh, oh, you Michigan fan? Wait, what, what do you think is going to happen against Alabama? You got any, uh, you got any college football, you got any semifinal hot takes that have been uh, brewing here for a couple weeks? I got it, you know, Locke, I got to tell you, this is, I, and they're going to, I usually love to come in with the bravado, the maize and blue Kool-Aid. I don't know if I'd be. I got. I know this line is starting to go out a little bit. Um, it's it's tough for me to to stomach. Uh, you know, taking Michigan. I I really thought we were going to go the other way, and maybe it will, and maybe we'll have a chance to you know take take Michigan a pick or a little bit better. But all the the, the early move here uh, has been towards Michigan. I like. I still like. You know, we talked about it the first show. You know, forty five. There's still a couple of them out there. Lean towards the under. Um, but this is one that. It, it, it's. I, I feel a little better getting a little plus money here on Michigan than where it's at at the moment. So I'll wait and see. Haven't got in on the side. A little bit of bet on the under. Much stronger opinion on the other semifinal, I will say. All right, so we'll get to that in a second. You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken on a Thursday. Our guest, the great Joey Kinnish, joining us from Rule. Rule Michigan or Indiana or wherever. Uh, it's on Twitter, Joey Kanish22. Uh, all right, so by the way, the Michigan one and a half, 44 and a half, the side in total of the Michigan Bama uh, semifinal on New Year's Day. And Kanish, like, we'll do this again with you next week, assuming, you know, yeah, 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 you know, we're paying you to come on, man. You're going to miss some spots here. It's not right. <laughs> Texas, Texas, we're not paying Kanish, which is the joke. And he's the best because he comes on every week. Texas laying four against Washington, 63. And and look, you can you can give us thoughts next week also, but it sounds like you got a strong bet on this game. Well, this is one I, and we've talked about a little bit is I, I just like Washington as a side year. I think you're getting the better coach, um, the better quarterback. And I love those. Those are the two, you know, factors. I thought. When I can get the better coach and the better quarterback, uh, and I'm getting four points here. That 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 was kind of the five points for me. If you want to say Texas's overall roster is better, more talented, they have more five star guys. Absolutely. But when I get Kalen DeBoer uh, and also Washington to get healthy, a couple of their guys, you know, pretty banged up to end the year. 
um, and now getting a month of prep for, and don't get me wrong, Sark, great play care, all that. I like Washington. I think they're very live in this game. And, again, better coach, better quarterback as the dog. I'll take that all day. Uh, like the Huskies quite a bit in that one. Condition in terms of bowl season and what we've seen so far, I saw a tweet the other day that like the the story of kind of because I don't watch any of these games and God bless you guys that are like betting and watching these things that the story has kind of been like one team gets up like 14, 17 points, other team comes back and like steam rolls. That's been like, like the story of like six or seven of these games so far. They sound like incredible roller coasters. Have you had that experience? Like how like how has the betting been going on these games? Have there been like a lot of surprise inactives and transfer portal stuff? Where have you been kind of like wrapped up in some of these comebacks that have happened? Yeah, you know, uh, I know uh, me and uh, you know Powers, who I do hit the book with, Powers almost jumped off the ledge when, uh, when Old Dominion blew that four-touchdown lead uh, as, as we were do, you know, live-streaming it the other day. I will say, and yet I know you guys like talking the macro stuff, in terms of the live betting opportunities, there's been a few games, and I think there will continue to be, where they're like – a, a team's best player is playing the first half, not playing the second half. Western Kentucky, for the first few drives, is starting like the coach's son who doesn't know how to play football and then putting the real quarterback in for, for the rest of the game. There's these, you know, situations that are, and if you're following along where, or maybe, you know, you've got 10 guys in the portal, oh, an hour before kickoff, they're all going to play. They haven't found a place to transfer yet, so it's extremely fluid uh if you're, if you're not somebody that's you know locked into it all the time it can be very frustrating but from a live betting perspective there's there's a lot of stuff that you know is happening in these games whether it be a guy playing a quarter a half a quarterback switch here uh that that if you're locked into it is is pretty you know advantageous to take advantage of so obviously you know i incredible variance in these um but you know if you're locked into some of the stuff that's happening i think there's some edge to be had Kanish, good stuff there. Overall, bowl thoughts. Let's go to the National Football League now. In my head, I was like, do I have to reset again? And I was like, no, I, I, I didn't know. Did, have I reset? Game tonight. We got the Boca Raton Bowl tonight. Maybe he's got but like, but like, did I did I reset already? No, yeah, right? you did. And I or know you. I? I know you like caught yourself and you were about to do it. You did because remember he said <laughs> I have a strong like, take on the second semifinal, like, and you were like, right, we'll do right. that in a second. You better, you bet, Nick and Ken. We'll do that in a second when once my brain starts working again. Uh, so Kanish, let's let's fold both games in tonight. If you've got anything here, and then we'll talk about your Lions coming. Our Lions coming up on Sunday. Uh, Rams laying four against the Saints, forty-five and a half the total in the National Football League, and the good old Boca Raton Bowl in my old uh, my old neck of the woods where I used to live in South Florida with Syracuse about a three, three-and-a-half point favorite against South Florida, 55-and-a-half the total. Anything coming up Thursday night football in uh, college and the pros? Boca Raton, baby. Uh, let's just say a little trip. Uh, I, you know, I spent a little time on the shores of Boca Raton, as have, uh, as have you apparently. But I like speaking of Florida, I like USF tonight. And I know there's been a little Syracuse bounce back here. I don't see it. I didn't see the move. I know there was a move earlier. It's been bought back a little bit. There was some three and a half. I think it's mostly three now. That's where I played it, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't buy the Syracuse. I know without their quarterback, they might be playing like a wildcat tight end. They're probably going to try two different quarterbacks tonight. I like the way South Florida came on uh, towards the end of the year. Just think their offense can overwhelm what Syracuse wants to do. Don't really like where the Syracuse they have finished the season, where the program was at. Some guys from the portal. I just think USF uh, is, is very, very live tonight. I took the points. A little bit of sprinkle on the money line as well. So it's South Florida for me. And Kanish, you could, this can be like a one-word answer. Nothing on, on Rams Saints before I ask you about something else? No, 
I got nothing on Ram Saints other than uh, really needing uh, the Saints to win for for some futures and just being uh, completely mind-boggled and frustrated by this entire Saints season. So, uh, yeah, go Saints. Yeah, I'm on the opposite side. I need I need them to lose so that I so that everyone else can be mind-boggled and frustrated and I can cash under nine and a half wins, which would be really awesome. Uh, UCF Georgia Tech tomorrow, seven bowl games on Saturday. Uh, highlighted by Utah and Northwestern in Vegas, which is very funny for a lot of reasons. Any any upcoming college football here, Kanish? Let's say in about a minute, so we save time for the Lions. Yeah, as far, where's you know in terms of where they're at currently, I played some Coastal Carolina at ten. Uh, I know this one got bet out really, and I know that the San Jose State came on towards the end of the year in that. This number's too high for me. I think Coastal, even without Grayson McCall and all that, they, they second, third-string quarterbacks were fine during the year. They were still able to execute the offense. Penn is it, just way too aggressive for me in this one. So anything double digits or battle on Coastal, I like a little too much respect here for San Jose State. Kanish, we got to close here. Maybe we'll have time for one other. Look, man, we're all... The rule. We're all on the foxhole this weekend with the Detroit Lions, with our Lions, restoring the roar. Ken likes the Lions. I like the Lions. I'm sure you like the Lions, Kanish, but in the betting market today, people seem to like the Minnesota Vikings. This number looked like it was going to come off three, like maybe three and a half minus 110 for Detroit. Now we're down to Detroit, MGM at least, Detroit three minus 110. So the Vikings got bet today. Kanish, are we going to be restoring the roar coming up on Christmas Eve for the Detroit Lions? What are you doing with the Lions and the Vikings? The last time the Detroit Lions won the division, Joey K still believed in Santa Claus. 1993, baby. 30 years to the day. Not Probably not to the day, but it's a great story when you say it that way. This weekend, they break the streak. They win the mold. Lions division title, Honolulu champagne all over the D. Lay it, money line spread. They go into Minnesota and break that stupid <laughs> horn over their head and come out of it and they'll win Minnesota and St. Paul with a division championship trophy for the first time since uh, I was asking for, you know, Elmo or something back since the last time we won it, baby. Let's go. So Lions could win the NFC North. Michigan potentially playing for a national championship, but Kanish, the main event right now of sports in Michigan, in all of sports, are the Detroit Pistons going to end their losing streak tonight against the Utah Jazz? I, this is the this is the game, right? Like this is the this is the all. If you're in that locker room, you're like, if we don't win, we're going to be the biggest losers in the history of the NBA because we don't have any more winnable games before we hit the record streak. Think you get the greatest uh, effort out of these, these uh, bums tonight? I played some Pistons money line. Also, like the the under. I think I think the under. One of those games where I think they're just going to try and effort themselves to a win. Um, but yeah, give me the Stones tonight under two thirty five as well. Uh, yeah, just the the last the last uh, you know war before uh, you 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 lose thirty in a row and people you know think you're the worst of all time. Five seconds. Random bet for tonight. King King Joey Blades, baby. Yeah. You know what that sound is. Give me the pens tonight at home versus the Canes. A little uh, penguin under the tree, baby. Uh, By the way, enjoy the six-hour drive back and forth. Merry Christmas to you and the family, and good luck with all the bets. The great Joey condition with with us here on You Better, You Bet. Coming up next, we'll talk more award markets in the National Football League. 
We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. This is our final segment for the day with our friends at Stadium. So if you're watching us on Stadium right now and you want to check out the final hour of the show, highly recommended. 10 out of 10. Used to like that, like Twitter gimmick, like 10 out of 10, highly recommend. Highly recommend you checking out the power hour of the show. All our bets for tonight. Um, So twitch.tv backslash betql at the conclusion of this segment, at the conclusion of this segment. And you'll get all our bets for tonight, including side total and props for the Saints and the Rams on Thursday night football. And when you place those bets for tonight, obviously, you should do it at our show sponsor, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. We're close to the holidays, and BetMGM is giving you the seven days of parlays. Each day from now until Christmas Eve, that's the Sunday, you get a different parlay boost token. It's day four, and you know what that means. It's pro football, same game parlay insurance. If the parlay you place doesn't hit, you get a stake back in bonus bets. That's pretty awesome. Like normally, when you lose a parlay, guess what happens? You lose. But here, you get some insurance. If your parlay doesn't hit, you get a stake back in bonus bets. All you got to do, head to the promotions page on the BetMGM app, BetMGM.com, to claim your prize. Download the BetMGM app, visit BetMGM.com, and do so today. Happy holidays from all of us here at You Better You Bet and the King of Sportsbooks. Also, go to hell. Leave us alone. Yeah. It's Christmas time. You know what I love talking about? Insurance. <laughs> yeah, so here's some, yeah, so that's like, and it's, you know, it's like, they, oh, like, who, well, who's, uh, who's like, who's, who's, you know, endorsing this? Jamie Foxx? It's like, no, Erwin Arshyster. <laughs> right. And on day five, it's a credit card debt. That's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> and then on day six, we've got student loan forgiveness. Right. And then on the final day, of course, federal income taxes. <laughs> That's really what it's all about here. It's April 15th every day. Uh, yeah. Now, look, seven days of parlays are awesome. BetMGM.com and the BetMGM, in all seriousness, like you place a parlay and like you lose one leg. It sucks, right? Because you lose the bet. Now you get insurance against that and you get a stake back in bonus bets. BetMGM.com and the BetMGM app. I hear holiday music and it gets me and like, well, Tyler's got a college basketball bet he'll give out in a second. We got some NFL awards we got to get to. But I, I hear the holiday music. I, I love Christmas music. I, I start listening to Christmas music probably like a little bit before yeah. Thanksgiving. You're a big Michael Bublé guy. Yeah, and like actually we ventured like a little like outside of the, uh, ready? The Bublé bubble. Outside of the bu- outside of the booble. Yeah. The the booble outside of the, the that side of the Michael Booble. There's a lot going on there. I need, outside I need of insurance the, uh, against a lot of these things I'm about to say. Right? So so look, like normally it's like just Michael Buble, but I gotta tell you, man, we've been like rolling through a lot of like the classics this year. I'm talking oh, yeah. Perry Como, Andy Williams, Sinatra, Nat King Cole's like Cole. my ten out of ten. Yeah. Dean Martin. I mean, yeah. I, got, I, I, I guess it's got like a like a month devoted to it where it's like all people listen to, so you don't really need the other eleven months when it's straight through. It's the it's the best. Like, I love it, oh, man. Yeah. And I I guess the other thing I was gonna say is you know I haven't like my wife loves Elf. The Wolf. I think I've mentioned this. Like we saw like an Elf sure. play a couple weeks ago. A lot so of I'm a fan like, of the show. A there. Lot, it's cool. a lot of people's favorite holiday movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's okay. I like it. Yeah, I wouldn't okay. say I love it, but I like it. I haven't watched Home Alone yet this holiday season. I think I need to rectify that at some point in between now and Christmas. Yeah. That's our Christmas Eve movie. That's all. It's what we try to watch on Christmas Eve every year, especially since we had the kids. It's like presents, like get everything squared away for, for Christmas morning. And uh, 
and then yeah let's uh <laughs> let's let's watch like a 10 year old completely outsmart two robbers <laughs> who are trying to rob us, like, you know as you do on christmas i guess we could watch die hard or something if we really wanted to be wacky but, and, uh, and yeah, ken, ken could ask his son like what ken could ask like his kids like what's your favorite line from the movie and they look at him and go i made my parents disappear <laughs> and it's, it's like oh, oh no uh, what is uh? What's the ten Christmas song? Doesn't have to be a Christmas Carol. A Christmas song. Well, this will be like so. It'll be like personal ten, right? Because this is the problem with absolutely. Tens. Like the ten Christmas song is the one we'd all agree on. So we'd all collectively pick like, like Andy Williams' "Most Wonderful Time of the Year" or something like something that's like a time like a staple that everybody kind of likes. But uh, for me. And uh, I've gotten my kids into this too, and now it's their current favorite Christmas song. They they like a lot of other ones too, uh, and it's it's like a minute forty. It's the only thing that's bad about it is it's incredibly quick. It's like a minute forty five. Uh, the Nat King Cole version of "I Saw Three Ships" is is the is always been my ten out of ten Christmas song. It's always how like does it go? I'm being song. I'm being serious here, and I feel like I, I know like every Christmas song. Come sailing in oh, on Christmas yeah, day. Oh man. yeah, man. <laughs> No, it's just it's like it's all it's less than two minutes long. It literally it starts and then it's over. I mean, it's just it's really like a lot of these other stuff. You get like four minutes out of it. It's pretty good. It's that's the only thing. So uh, my daughter Claire like really really likes it too. But they they have a song that they're like it's we we play it every morning now. Have you ever heard "I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas"? Have you ever heard of this song? I, so it's extremely I haven't, it's like seventy years old. Yeah. So I haven't I haven't heard it, but like I know of it. Because I have like I have young nieces, and apparently this is like sweeping yeah. like everything right now. So it's 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 a very old song. I always my wife was like uh, she thought like Shirley Temple was the one who sang it because it's it's like that's what it sounds like when you listen to it. And we like looked it up, and it's like somebody we'd never heard of. Like it's whatever, some like eight year old girl or something. And <laughs> it's just it's it's like adorable, but it's also like one of those where you're just like like it'll end and they'll be like again. You're like oh god like i can't i can't i can't with this but they sing along to it they like it so that's their 10 christmas song right now uh tyler morales is with us uh tyler will give us a college basketball bet momentarily tyler what is the uh what is your 10 christmas song i knew that you were going to ask me this and you guys are in the chat talking about classics i don't listen to christmas music i'm not much of like i'm not like a scrooge i just like i'm not a christmas music guy so i'll go with east atlanta santa by gucci man Cool, I guess. E yeah. e what is um, what is East? What is I'm not even going to ask this question. Oh, I'm no, not even going to ask this question. Ask. Oh yeah, no, we'll get. Well, what you, is see, a... this is it's the it's the fifth day, so you get insurance against whatever we're going to say in the next five minutes. We get insurance against it. Where if it ends up going wrong, we're just uh, we end up with our jobs back. It's okay. Well, I, was gonna, I typed. I don't think I'm going to say that. It's not terrible. I'm just. I don't think it's. I don't think it's worth saying. It's very funny. <laughs> Yeah, something that rhymes with the last word, probably. Uh, we, <laughs> so, you want to talk about East Atlanta Santa? You want to go, we got a college basketball bet, too, apparently. It starts like five minutes. You want to do that? Uh, well, well, why don't we do this? Tyler, give your college basketball bet, and then I want to ask the rest of the crew what the best Christmas song is. If you want to know how bad the Louisville program is, uh, they are 14-point uh, underdogs at home against Kentucky. Louisville's like, if, if you've been following this program, they have been a dumpster fire. Like, players don't want to play. A, a Kenny Payne, their head coach the other day, was said in a press conference that, oh, one of the players didn't play because uh, they didn't have the right tights for him to play under the uniform. So, like, this program's a disaster. Kentucky's uh, just they, – when they when their offense is cooking, like, they blow teams out. And now they got the five-star freshman. They finally have a big man again. Aaron Bradshaw has been starting, and he's been playing out of his mind since he got there. 
I think Kentucky could roll over this team if their offense is cooking. I, Louisville's, we're like 11 games in, but they've basically quit already. So give me Kentucky minus 14 on the road against Louisville, which probably it's probably going to be a Kentucky home game, to be honest. It sounds like it right at this point with how bad the Louisville program has is, is kind of fallen here. And Aaron Bradshaw, carry son, we expect to play very well tonight for the Ooh. Wildcats. Uh, Alex Asano, our, our, our executive producer, is with us uh, from the YouTube chat. Alex, what's the best Christmas song? <laughs> According to the YouTube chat, no. This According song to comes me, from the Twitch chat. <laughs> this song comes from my chat, and it's the Carol oh, the Bells nice. Trans-Siberian Orchestra version. So which one is yeah. that? Is that dun 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 Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, you ever you ever seen them in concert, by the way? Trans No, but it's probably it's really good. A really good show. When I was, I think a couple years out of college, I saw them one time. I'm sure they still tour during the holidays and stuff because they're super. That's like their niche. Really good. Recommend. I feel like that may be. I don't know if it's the only Christmas song, but the a Christmas song that when you're intoxicated is like definitely better than when you're sober. Dun 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 Get really into it. Uh, Jake the Snake Asan. Yeah. Jake Asan is with us here. Jake, what's the best Christmas song? There is a cover of God Rest You Merry Gentlemen by Hozier, and it's unbelievable. That oh. man's voice is so good. Yeah. It's that. Yeah, it's I I kind of feel Hozier's like I need really to hear that. Hosher, does he have an album? I don't. Jake, does he does he have a Christmas album, Jake? Not that I'm aware of, but he might. I would listen to the whole thing. Wow, if he did. Yeah, yeah. He I did. think I need to. If he did I, it? I, I gotta. Well, what's his favorite church? Jake need a church. That's the, that's the, yeah, that's his most famous. He's got a couple. Uh, he's got a couple songs. I think I even have it in my playlist right now. I I don't think. Well, I guess like that has to be his best song because it's like super famous and it's really good. I think that's like not even my favorite song of his. Amen. That's a great song. Just do that the entire rest of the show. <laughs> I worship like a dog in the side of the night. <laughs> but I tell you my sins if my you money. can sharpen your knife. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, off that. Uh, some. Oh, right, let's see what the most played. What the most played Hozier songs are right now. Hozier. That's sure. how I pronounce it, right? H o z i e r. Yeah, Hozier. Yep. Right. I just, Hosier. I always say it and I'm like, I'm like, do like I like, do I have this right? It's like Terry. So like Take Me to Church by a mile is the most played one on YouTube music. Second most played work song, which I know is good, but I don't know how it goes right now, and I'm not muted. Uh like every song on this first album is awesome. Jackie and Wilson's a great song. Someone new is a great song. These are like this, like the whole album's great. I Take Me to Church might be like my sixth favorite song of his. It's the one everybody knows. I want to hear like the the the, the, the whatever God rest you merry gentlemen or whatever. Uh, Downtown yeah. Mike Brown, last up here. Downtown Mike Brown, what's the best Christmas song? As my computer freaks out for a second, there that one's on me though. Um, I'm gonna go with "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas" by Perry Como. It's just the right thing of like you know, it's nice, it's a little wistful, it's a little happy. There's something for everyone, and it always makes me you know tear up a little bit. Like like, uh, we, like like Lisa Lopez, we're gonna have to start calling Mike Left Eye here. <laughs> like, like Mike, like do me a favor, just like Mike, can you put your like I, Mike? I want to leave your 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 header up for the rest of the segment. Just like leave it up for yeah. the rest of the segment. Here. If, I was just trying to think like if Hozier had a Christmas album though, where it's like Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, <laughs> take me to bed. <laughs> We 
Santa sleigh coming down the chimney. He is Santa Claus. <laughs> All right. So uh, if you're watching, Mike, what happened? No, I was being, I was being, I wasn't no, no, kidding. No, no. The graphics got to go back up. We the, got 30 more yeah, seconds. Yeah, put it back. Yeah. No, please, but it has to stay up for the rest yeah. of the segment, please. Come on, left All right. Let's go. So if you're watching, <laughs> if you're watching us on stage, listen, put down the chili, buddy, and let's get the graphic back up. Uh, if you're watching on stadium, twitch.tv backslash betql for the final hour, power hour. We'll hit the rest of the award markets in the NFL coach of the year, comeback player of the year, and we'll give you all our bets for tonight, including Thursday night football.